0: Samihukakib,
1: Journey Through the Decacast, a Comrade or a retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I'm Garrett. I I'm Chris.
0: I'm the Spiderian. <laughs> you must come to me, brother, so that I can make you a Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, we watched some toy Spider-Man. Um, okay, so like
2: are Spiderians related to Earth Spiders in any way? They're from another planet, I, though? I
1: don't think so. <laughs> Ah uh, this there's so many questions. I have not done the deep comic lore dive to, to be able to answer any of those questions yet.
2: <laughs> but anyway, today we are doing one of Garrett's interstitial picks and talking about Toei's Spider Man show from nineteen seventy
1: seven, I think. Eight. So, 77, seventy Yeah, seventy eight, okay. Seventy eight yeah. to seventy nine, according to Wikipedia.
0: A hell of a time.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: This is a show.
1: Showa is fucking wild. It I, f- is... I feel like I chose. Did you sh- say Showa
2: is fucking wild or Showa is fucking wild? Because both just are said, true.
0: I just said this show is fucking wild.
1: Oh, I was I was referring to like the Showa era in general. Yeah you no know, okay. both
0: are true. The Showa era is fucking wild.
1: Yes, both are true.
0: I've been watching. Common Rider V3, and man, they just don't care about actor safety at all!
2: No, no, they really don't. So so the genre of tokusatsu is basically kind of getting started in what, 66, 67 with Ultraman? So we're, we're a decade into it at this point with Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> that tracks.
0: It's, uh, they're a decade into it, but they're still working stuff out, and man, it is...
1: This, we trip. are still technically pre mecha in Sentai because this is where it came from.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is when they decided to. Uh... Yeah, this is when they decided that uh, they could probably do mecha on a TV budget if they, you know, and uh, sell some toys that way.
0: And it did work.
2: Which, like, uh, I wanted. I was, going, I was going to buy the Leopardon toy as a present for Gerd at one point. Uh, that is not an option it is extremely expensive oh yeah
0: i, I can <laughs> i can imagine how expensive i a bet it's very eight.
1: expensive i'm sorry garrett i do not have that much money that that's okay maybe i'll 3d print one in that 3d printer i'll set up at some point in my life you cool i i only got it at christmas so i i haven't been sitting on it for that long
2: uh, but yes,
1: uh, this, uh, Spider-Man,
2: if you are aware of Spider-Man from the Marvel Comics incarnation of the character, uh, this is not that character.
0: This, this is a, well, I mean, technically, uh, through the alternate universe theories, yes, it this is actually okay, Spider-Man. Well,
2: y- since, since, okay, yeah. 30 years later, he would be retconned into existing in the Marvel Comics universe. Exactly. That's true. He he technically
0: does exist in the comic timeline. At the
2: time he was conceived, and for a long time thereafter, he had no bearing on the Marvel Comics character. It was
0: just, hey, what if Spider-Man was uh, a descendant of an alien and also had a giant leopard mecha? Is he a descendant of an alien? Yes, that is why...
1: Wait, are we sure about that? I just thought he just happened to just be the one with the telepathic link to the spider alien dude.
0: As far as I understood it, yeah. Like, they were originally... That's why they kill his dad.
2: Okay, it's not established in the first episode, but yeah. uh, What does does happen is that there's a bit... Like, Spider-Man hears a... Or the guy who is Spider Man. I forget what his human, his non, his secret identity's name is. Uh, Takuya? Takuya Yamashiro. Yeah. Uh, Takuya hears like a voice in his head saying, "Like, come to me, brother. Like, yeah, come, come on, and stuff. I need your help." Um, and he like goes into the mountains to meet with this alien who is called. What's the what's his aliens? Garia. The alien is called Garia, and he is the last member of a species called the Spidarians. I think. I think that's what they yeah, established I, that's what's going on. I believe yes. he is the last living member, yes. Uh, he has apparently been in this cave for 400 years, which I am kind of confused how he has a connection with our main character if he's been in a cave for 400 years, but okay. Well, also, uh, like,
1: the Iron Cross army dude is also... I think a human and also has been around for four hundred years
2: uh well yeah. he's like a he's like garia's old enemy. They said that like that guy destroyed like i think I think he says that he destroyed the Leopardon or Marveler, or threw them off into space or something four hundred yeah, years ago, and that was the last time anyone saw Garia, and they assumed he was dead, yeah
0: I think it was that. He had attacked the Spiderian home homeworld, and then Garion ran away with Marveler and the Leopard on, and then they've just been coming after him. Yes.
2: Yeah, because c- uh, Professor Monster, the name of the villain, uh, who looks sort of like Doctor Doom, but not really.
0: He actually reminds me of, um, not Doctor Death, but he reminds me of one of the original Common Rider villains. Which one was it? It's the one that looks like a fucking... He's got the pharaoh headpiece.
1: Oh, uh, I cannot place it.
0: He's, he just... Commander Hell. That's who he <laughs> reminds me of. Uh,
2: Professor Monster is an amazing name, by the way. It, but, it uh, is a very good name. But uh, yeah, he, he says that he has been working on the mon- the gro- the shape-changing monsters that Spider-Man will be fighting. He has been working on the technology behind them for 400 years. So apparently that's why he has been on Earth for 400 years, but has not actually done anything yet.
1: Yeah, he's been making monsters that can go small and then go big.
0: That can be an easily sellable toy. <gasps>
1: yes.
2: yes. And you will see the toy version that's multiple true. times,
0: and it will focus, and it's like, oh, here's the toy version, and now it grows big, isn't that cool?
1: And then it grows big again, because we need the, the robot to fight it. Yes, because we, yeah because we have one of those.
0: And why aren't they just big all the time? Shut up.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there the bit where the the
2: leopardon turns into a guy in a leopardon suit is really great cuz the proportions on the toy are pretty different from the actual suit that the guy is wearing for the mecha action scenes. Like the shoulders of the toy are pretty are quite a bit bigger. Yeah. Just but uh a bit for mobility the leopard and suit kind of conforms to a stunt actor's body right you know he's got to do action scenes in it
1: also yeah the, it, the biological weapons that were created are the machine bem machine uh what does bem yeah. mean i have no clue bio, okay i was bio wondering about en- that i
0: think it's bioengineered monster
1: that sounds that sounds good that if, would make if sense if not we're yeah. we're backronyming that
0: yeah, it's a, yeah. E- even if it isn't that's what it means
1: yeah, oh, good use of a neologism there, Garrett. Oh, what? A ne-
2: neologism? Like a modernly made-up word. Oh. <laughs> I I was yeah, backronym fun. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, in case you're wondering why we are confused on what happens in the first episode and what is established and what isn't. It's very very weird. Yeah,
0: it is it kind of just the main things that happen are main character gets message main character puts on bracelet that lets him become Spider-Man and then he fights a giant mech
2: It just there's it, it, so much shit that happens like there's a subplot about him being <laughs> like a motocross there's guy there's a lot of subplots and then like his girlfriend or no wait no that's a sister his sister working at a newspaper that he's gonna like help with a story about no wait I, I thought happen. I
1: thought that was his girlfriend and this and the sister was the scientist that worked with their father
2: oh who, who even knows? <laughs> um also just everyone on earth sees the leopardon fly down like apparently everyone knows there are aliens or something
0: yeah everyone seems oddly unworried about the fact of well there's a giant mecca
1: or at least there are a way that we know because like uh uh, there's, what's... like, a crowd scene where people just point up at Leopardon
2: flying down onto the earth. They're That's like, true, Whoa. too.
1: But then there's the thing where, like, uh, Takuya's father, like, knew about the existence of aliens and was planning to, like, fight them with his son, I guess.
2: Uh, and also, the lieutenant, the lady lieutenant of Professor Monster, like, already has a secret identity working as the boss of this newspaper that Spider Man's sister slash girlfriend, what whichever is true. She's not
1: both his sister and his girlfriend. We should figure out which one she is. This
0: takes place in Japan, not Alabama.
1: Um but but yeah, the the evil woman lady is called Amazonist though. Yeah. But she already has a secret identity working at this newspaper
2: was my point. Like before yeah. any of this other stuff happens. Yes, that is correct. So that seems like a lot yeah it's there's a lot of backstory that they just are going to assume we're going to pick up on
0: it's like has how because she also appears on the spaceship of a monster professor monster and it's like okay so does is and they're talking about like oh yeah i've been going towards earth for however long looking for this guy and then she's also on Earth, so I guess she can just teleport
2: or something? Yes. I don't know. Okay, but but the point... When I say that it's weird, I'm not saying it's like presented in a weird way, even though it kind of is presented in a weird way. It's not that anything that happens is too impossible to understand or unreasonable. It's the editing style is so radically different... From anything else I've ever seen on television. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts. That there's just plot point every every fifteen seconds. Every fifteen seconds, the next plot point in the story happens, uh, and there is no break or downtime between them.
0: Yeah, you're you're not really given any time to like digest what you've been told. because yeah. the the show's got like no, we gotta we gotta introduce everything. We gotta get. We got to show the toys for the kids. We got to introduce everything so that next week we can just do more toy sales. Right.
1: They Um, basically fit an entire show into one episode. Or yeah, pretty much
0: like the first season of a show.
1: Yeah, this could easily like if they if they
2: made this concept as a show today, it would be a ten-hour-long episode miniseries.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Or I mean, like if you want to get more favorably it's like they condensed a movie down to like in in one episode
2: yeah that's probably fair um to the point where it's not unclear if the main character has a psychic connection with every spider on earth or not he might but he might not that's true because he keeps seeing shadows and random spiders and then hearing voices in his head and it's not clear at all what is happening there
1: I, maybe it's a part of that uh, that spider-sense thing that's going on? Yeah, the spider-sense does not sense danger.
2: It senses plot.
0: And, yeah, it senses whatever the plot needs to sense.
2: <laughs> Which, if we're being uncharitable, is also how regular Spider-Man spider-sense works. But uh, at least they give a more like cohesive rationale for how this works. I,
0: I love... I, I learned fairly recently... But I have learned that, canonically, Spider-Man always pulls his punches.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember. That. There's yeah. an explanation in the comics for that somewhere.
0: it's like, if he actually punched at full force, anyone he hit would, like,
1: be obliterated.
2: Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, they established that, like, kind of early on. Like, he's not, like, he's super strong, <laughs> or something. See,
0: he's as strong as a spider would be, at the size. <sighs>
2: Uh, our character in this show, they don't do the proportional strength of a spider thing. Like, which is maybe good, because that's confusing and weird. Uh, that we know about. Uh, he has the spider protector. Oh, okay, come on, I'm getting out of order again. Okay, <laughs> I skipped the part where he goes into the mountains,
1: meets the dying alien, and gets the gets the, the wrist thing. Well, like, so, like, he does... Man, there's so much even before that, too. Because... <laughs> So, like, you start off, there's, like, some cool bike tricks, and then, like, we go to space, and we introduce, like, all the space evil Professor Monster and stuff, and then we go back, and then, like, we're doing the thing with the news thing, but then also at the same time, there's a bike race coming up, and along with the bike race, his dad's doing some, like, science shit, and he wants him to do some science stuff tomorrow, but then they're like, no, you can go ahead and do your race thing tomorrow. <laughs> See, and it's then- really, like, the the really funny
2: thing to me is, is like, this show ran in 78, the the only other thing i can think of off the top of my head i've seen from television from that same period is doctor who which has which ran began in 77 and has a totally opposite editing philosophy that's based in like radio drama whereas in characters say something then the other characters respond then there's action and none of these things ever happen at the same time because characters' voices have to be clearly understood and action has fully that cannot run at the same time as dialogue. So everything happens incredibly fucking slowly. This is like the exact opposite of that where it's just fucking everything is happening at the same time all the time and like,
1: just just keep up.
0: It's kind of nuts how quick it goes.
1: Yeah, so all that happens and then like, Takia's dad dies and then, like, he tries to fight some of the, some of, like, the mooks, and then he gets, like, injured, because the important part is he gets poisoned by the injury, which is why he needs to be given the spider bracelet. Because well, he sp- gets poisoned and thrown in
2: a hole, yeah. and they're like, oh, the hole will kill him.
0: Yeah, they, they but... don't, they don't do the smart thing of, like, no, you don't, you don't assume someone's dead until you see the body.
1: You can't. Yeah. So, yeah, there there's, there's that. And then like, and then he meets the dude from Planet Spider, who's his brother, and stuff. His ancestor, or yeah, something. I'm unclear on if he's metaphorically
2: his brother or like literally related to him I, in some I way. I definitely
0: just took it as like, I don't, I don't know if this is proper for like the translation of Kyodai, but like the the thing that comes to mind for me is always like Kyodai as it's used in the Yakuza series. Where it's like, you are part of my clan. Or you are part of of my family.
2: Because by the end of this episode, they are basically bound together by a shared motivation of uh, Takuya's... um, His dad gets killed by... Iron Cross, and he is a, essentially swears revenge on Iron Cross, and the the alien guy was already there. Like they killed his whole species or whatever. So yeah, and he his time for revenge for forever.
1: Yeah, yeah, his revenge on Planet Spider, which was destroyed. But then Takia starts to like die from like his poison slash injury, and then the the spider dude is like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll I'll put this spider bracelet on you. That's gonna like inject." some stuff into your veins and make you a Spider-Man
0: it, it, it is the equivalent of the radioactive spider from actual Spider-Man
1: right yeah. Just
0: a bracelet that can never be taken off and nobody ever questions
1: yeah it, it, it's very like Ben 10
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I can that, see that kind
1: of. have any of you else fell down like the rabbit hole of like Ben 10 lore at any point in time
0: Yes, it is, it is. No? Ben it's... 10 has some of the most convoluted, weird-ass, fucking absolutely amazing interconnected lore I have ever seen. It's very good. Like, the lore behind Ben
2: 10 is really... Yeah, it's really good. The, the closest I ever came was watching uh, Generator Rex, which I think was made by the same team, but wasn't otherwise related. Because uh, that was actually a good show. I, I watched it and was like, oh, man, there's good action, good drama uh... in this. Is I Generator
0: like Rex the one with the big guy who's technically a robot?
2: Uh, he's you're you're thinking of Symbionic Titan. Okay. Uh Generator Rex was the one where there's there's like nanites everywhere, and like some people get infected with the nanites and turn into monsters, but the main character can use them to like grow huge robot parts that okay. like giant fists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was by the same people who did Ben 10, I think, and I liked it. But,
1: no, I've never actually watched Ben 10 or seen anything from it. (laughs) Well, if you're ever inclined, the lore is a treat. I I, I, bet. I
0: can't recommend actually watching the show, but spending an evening deep diving into the Wikipedia and the lore, that's a good time.
2: I uh, I remember catching an episode on TV once where I was kind of pleasantly surprised where... I always felt like once I heard the premise of the show that he could turn into 10 different aliens, like, well, he's got to get an upgrade for him at some oh, point he where he can like combine them into like, he can combine features of the 10 aliens into like cooler mixed up aliens. But then they actually did that in an episode as so like a, and it sucks because like all of, none of them work together because like when you just shove parts of be of yeah. like organic beings together they don't work together at all. So it sucks ass, and he's yeah, just running ben, around being incompetent the whole episode. Then like, oh, has yeah. to
0: learn how to actually do that. Pro- well, yeah, no, the Omnitrix eventually gets a thing like there are there are significantly much there is a significantly higher amount of DNA in the Omnitrix than just those first ten.
1: There's a lot. <laughs> also, there was a Generator X crossover episode. Oh, okay. Um, also, I just want everybody to know that um, Matthew Lillard directed the live-action movie, and that puts a smile on my face every day. That's Who's um, Matthew Lillard? You know, game over, man game over. It's
2: game over, man. Game oh, over. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: fun. No, I I didn't know that actor's name off the top of my head. Or it... the live action Shaggy? Oh,
2: that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that guy. He did it for his kid.
1: I thought that was sweet. That is that is sweet. That's very cute. If he ever get like milkshake duck, I'm going to be super sad. I love
2: that uh, one of my other favorite things in Generator Rex was that, like, his handler character is named Six, and he explains that that's because he's the sixth most dangerous man in the world, and that's, like... That's just a great hook for expanding your setting, you know?
0: Yeah. That's true. Although it does make me think of, like, Afro Samurai. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought
1: of Six of Nine.
0: Shows a difference in... Media experience (laughs) I don't think I've ever Actually watched enough Star Trek Like like
1: lukewarm take Like I I think Voyager's pretty good I don't think Voyager's pretty good I'm sorry
0: Voyager the show is fine Janeway Is the worst piece of shit The Federation (laughs) has ever had As a captain
1: But but She's... that's like that's like interesting though.
0: It is. That's why I the mean, show's good. Not even that, That's why the show The problem
1: show is... is is in its
2: inconsistency. Like there are so many things in the show that work sometimes and don't work at all sometimes. It's the fact and... that Jane is just
0: an actual war criminal and murderer.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not on board the when she asks uh, tuvix to separate into two people like i'm kind of with her on that they need both of their skills no That's I'm fine. So, no
0: it doesn't matter tuvix was a unique personality was a single being that said do not kill me <laughs> you don't get to decide just because you need the people back she is a murderer
2: okay i'm the ethical situation there's kind of shaky i'll say it's a there's a debate both sides have reasonable points but uh there are plenty of episodes where that's not the case.
0: Yeah, there's there's the times <laughs> where she just ignores like prime directive shit and commits war crimes instead.
2: My 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 go-to example is always the time when the doctor makes a hologram of a Cardassian that knows how to do a procedure and they're like, "Should we let this should we let this hologram save someone's life?" and they're like, "No, because he discover some of the characters think they shouldn't." Because he discovered the procedure by torturing people, but then, like... He's not there. The character isn't there. It's literally a hologram of the character. It's like yeah. it's like an MRI with a picture of Hitler taped to it. Yeah, that's weird, but <laughs> y- you can still get an MRI. It's fine.
0: I, I do see where they're coming from, because it, it's an entire statement on, like, all the scientific advances that came from the Nazi... Sci- the, well, the one well, I think of is... All the scientific advances that came from the Nazi human experimentation, and all the rocket stuff that they got into. It's like, th- there, there is a storyline there about... Is it okay to use that? Is, is that a okay? There's a debate,
2: but the, si- the situation is clearly heightened in a way to where, like, those considerations are not of the same level as the immediate danger. But, like... The, the, it's it's pointless anyway, because the episode was incredibly fucking obviously written to be a DS9 episode, and have the character be actually there, instead of being a hologram. The fact that he's a hologram, like, the script was clearly retooled when it was just thrown off to Voyager, and like, they didn't change the conflict of the episode. And wouldn't gotta me watch
0: really... more DS9. DS9 is so
2: good.
1: I, I, yes. knew, I knew at some point we were gonna derail into, it, everybody's gonna be like, DS9's the best one.
2: DS9's really good. I mean, I like... Yeah, DS9's probably my favorite. Yeah, I, Those, I would, though Next Generation's always going to have the most special place in my heart.
0: I like them both, but they are two different shows. Next, Next Generation is very much space exploration style of high thought of, you know, what, what is right, what is good, uh, dealing with, like, Prime Directive and the problems of interacting with new civilizations. Whereas DS9 is, hey, a war just ended, and there's this station that's in the middle of basically what's the DMZ. How the fuck are we going to deal
2: with this? DS9 has a more immediately compelling dramatic hook that it's easier to get TV stories out of, is the thing. (laughs) Like, it's just easier to write a script for DS9 because there's more already baked-in conflict in what the premise is. Right. And, and, like, in Next Generation, they very, like, when Roddenberry was conceiving the show, he very explicitly was, like, no baked-in conflict. And that really rubbed a lot of writers the wrong way, because, you know. Well, he was also apparently being a weird dick at the time, so, you know.
0: I mean, that's just Roddenberry in general.
2: Yeah. From, From everything he
0: I've heard, him being a weird dick is just kind of a,
2: apparently, yeah. a
0: natural state of being.
2: So before... Like, people have done a lot of hero worship with that guy, but yeah. I mean, his ideas were clearly very influential, I'm glad we have them, but yeah, he was also clearly personally not a very nice man to get along with. No.
1: So before we tangent back to Spider-Man, um, I just want to point out something about the Prime Directive and how it fucking sucks in every single Star Ocean game in existence. <laughs> and they need to feel bad.
2: They they use the prime directive in the Star Ocean series
1: all the time. It's why we can't have cool things.
2: Oh, is that why those games always go back to being regular fantasy RPGs after a yes. certain point? And it's Aww. awful, and I hate it.
1: <laughs> like I I want a sci-fi JRPG. I don't Enough. think that's a big ask.
2: Nope, don't get it. Sorry. They're remaking Live Alive soon. That that is like I, a sci-fi section, and I am excited for Live Alive remake.
1: Yeah, but th- that's different. That's not like a whole game. That's like and and a ninth of a game.
2: I just wanted to bring up that they're remaking Live Alive, and that's cool.
1: Like, I just want a cool sci-fi JRPG. Like, fa- fantasy's fine. Like, I get it. It has an appeal, but like, I like I like my spaceships over my dragons. You can go play Cosmic Star Heroine again. I could. I kickstarted that. Like, it's a it's a good game. I like oh, I should,
0: it. I I own that. I should actually play it at some
1: point. It, it's good.
0: The only problem is, is it's a fucking however many long, hours long RPG. I don't
2: think I've it's done. that long. No, Zipoid games are usually not longer than five to ten hours. I'm just ten at the outside.
0: Man, I'm playing Elden Ring, and then I've got more Final Fantasy to play. I've got.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it's a Final Fantasy fourteen is like literally a sci-fi JRPG. Pretty much, yeah. We're
1: I mean, not starting this. We're Chris, not. Chris, no, you're we're making not making joke, this debate right now. But
0: man, you're not even wrong. Like, especially with some of the shit that goes on in Endwalker.
1: <sighs> I feel like that is just you are just getting around my question, my want, for the sake of getting around it. I mean, yes,
2: that's true. I kind of am doing that.
1: It is not in is not in spirit with my genuine ask. I'm sorry. Was the
2: Surge Two any good? The first Surge was like, Surge Two is eh, great. Yeah, the Surge Two is great. Yeah, okay, but it is well, not. It is you know. not
0: what Garrett's talking about. Yeah, yeah it's it an is sci-fi. Again. But it is not
1: Like, I, I, I do very much love The Surge and The Surge 2. I think they are both very good Dark Soul like games and interesting in their own ways. They're
2: fantastic. I thought the first
1: one was kind of eh, but, you know,
2: hey. Eh. No, it is. But if people like, really like the them, then, you know, that's great.
0: The first one is kind of eh, but comparatively to all the other Dark so, Souls-likes of the time, it's quite good.
1: So, I'm willing to accept that. However, I'm going to, like, turn to the side and gesture to Creo World.
2: I don't know what that is. It's the DLC
1: for The Surge 1, and it is the greatest thing ever. Oh.
2: Yeah, I I finished the game and put it down. I didn't play the DLC. It it is,
0: hey, but there's an amusement park. It's so good.
2: Always good DLC zones.
1: You find out that Warren was supposed to be a lumberjack in the circus. The main character? Yeah. Yeah, I was...
2: (sighs) I was super like confused about the like they have him be disabled at the start of the game and then he gets not disabled and then like he's got his like at the the last cutscene of the game is like him crawling back to his wheelchair is like reclaiming his humanity or something. I'm like that seems thematically iffy. I don't know about that. But... Oh that's fine,
1: that all gets thrown away. It gets fixed. <laughs> okay.
2: That that was just like I'm not really sure what sort of statement you guys are trying to make here, they're and I trying, don't know if you knew either. They're
0: trying to say that if you're crippled, don't try and get better. <laughs> I,
1: I don't even think they were trying to say something. I think no, it was just, were. like, the thing where, like, you destroyed the nanites, and then it did, like, the EMP thing, which then made your rig stop working. Right, right. But, I mean, okay. A guy crawling back in, towards a wheelchair
2: that he was previously did not need anymore, that's a... Powerful thematic statement. If it doesn't mean anything, that's a problem on its own.
1: You yeah, know,
0: uh, but it also kind of would feel like maybe they're trying to say something, but man, actually saying something with a video game is scary to a lot of developers. <laughs> like, I, yeah. it's legitimately terrifying.
2: <laughs> and yeah, dev- developers really need to get over that. But you know, no,
0: they got to make money though.
2: They fucking the Wolfenstein guys got yelled at for saying it's good to kill Nazis. You're well, never going to win. you're never going to be centrist enough to win, so just be a good person instead.
1: Those yeah. those Wolfenstein games are real good though.
0: They are. It, it always feels good to kill a Nazi.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like a stance I'll I'll take. It's true. Uh so Toy Spider-Man
2: we're really spun off there okay so yeah uh okay so we need to talk about the the webs spider-man's webs the ropes the ropes yeah the the way he just shoots prop ropes uh he okay spider-man's web in this show is essentially the ability to jump cut rope props into scenes
0: which is actually a pretty powerful ability. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, also also making effective. nets. Don't forget about the nets. Yes, also nets. It's presented as a very powerful ability. It does not look particularly impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is very obviously like <laughs> Shit, man, we gotta fucking he, he does what? He puts out he puts out he like shoots out this web. We don't have a fucking budget for that,
2: man. Just <laughs> that sounds really hard, guys. That sounds really. Let's just let's just do ropes.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. No. Just just fucking do ropes. Okay.
2: Are they? They they're white ropes, right? Well, yes. That's good enough. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Like yeah, no. It it is legit. They look silly, but it is legitimately fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it.
1: <laughs> you have to suspend
2: your disbelief for the genre anyway, so
1: you know. Uh, apparently, they're called uh, spider strings. And it can pull objects that weigh more than 100 tons. That's is... well, that's cool, I guess.
2: That's some good rope.
1: Uh, so, after the interstitial
2: in, like, the middle of the episode... Oh, okay, well, the, the alien explains a lot of, lot of shit to him, the main character. <laughs> Including, like, I guess he's the only person in the universe who can hear his telepathy but I guess that doesn't include the spaceship, which can also hear his telepathy or something. Also, why can this guy hear the telepathy? That's not established, but he's in a cave with venomous spiders. And I guess the spiders didn't kill him. It's not established if that's because he's also part spider or yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) It's, uh, It's a thing. Um, so he, he puts his hand on the main guy's shoulder and is like, I'm counting on you falls on the ground. Uh, I then, don't think he's dead. No, Maybe he, he's dead. he
0: does not die. He, he just turns into a spider.
2: Oh, okay, you're right. I, oh, fuck. I didn't even... I missed this dialogue completely the first time through this. Garia has become a spider. Yeah, he literally becomes a spider and moves into the main character's apartment. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's,
0: it's, 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 it's fuck. It's like the entire thing is shot like this guy is dying. And, like, it, I would have accepted, like, okay, yeah, he di- he passes on the power and dies. No, he's just a spider and living in my apartment now.
2: So, so it's... Evan was right about this. And I just want to point out that my understanding of this episode was just drastically changed by missing, like, a half second of dialogue.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts how it's just like, yeah, no, he's just... He's a spider. <laughs> like, or, <laughs> can can he turn back into a human? No, shut up. Don't, don't worry okay, about it.
2: Okay, after that, we jump cut... An indeterminate amount of time into the future. Apparently, Takuya has been laying in bed and has been very depressed since his dad died. We do not know how much longer this is after that happening. I
1: mean, kind of understandable. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's an understandable reaction. It just they don't make any attempt to establish the timescale here. So, uh, the the alien guy is a little spider in his room and is like, hey, let's get on that revenge thing. Hey, turn into Spider-Man.
0: You remember how you said you were totally on board with, you know, joining my fight and avenging your dad? You kind of just have been sitting in your room for like a week. Are you going to do anything? Yeah, let's go fight. Let's go fight uh, says
2: refusing the call is for wusses, and he <laughs> becomes Spider-Man.
0: And then it's like, I guess he hasn't even tested any of his powers before, and it's just like, oh yeah, no, it, you, can, you can do all these things, and you can climb on walls, buddy.
2: Uh, he does a bunch of kabuki poses and, uh, like, does a somersault in slow motion. Uh, it's it's yeah.
0: very obviously, like, showing, look at how cool this guy is. He can do all this cool
2: stuff. Isn't this cool? It, in the next, in the next uh, couple scenes, he, like, crawls up a building and they... It's very obvious that it's a matte painting.
0: It it <laughs> reminds me very distinctly of the first episodes of Kuga that had the spider yes. monster... Yes. A spider oh, yeah. monster crawling towards the fucking car that it had shot thing and it's just very obvious like oh you were just yeah no this is you were crawling on the floor <laughs> okay
1: and then I like mean, he hides up on like the roof of like or the ceiling of his room where like his brother and sister are looking for him and none of them just have like the peripheral vision to see him I mean, they don't look. The, up. They. I mean, that's in every. That's like literally in every Spider-Man. Uh, thing.
0: Like, how many times have you been playing a video game where it's first person and you don't look up and get dropped on by
2: something?
1: I always look up.
0: Uh, well, yeah, but did you learn because shit dropped on your head?
1: <laughs> uh, I feel
2: like in reality, I I see most ceilings and rooms I am in, I enter or am in.
0: That's fair. Uh, uh, maybe that's
2: because I'm tall, or maybe I just train my peripheral vision up unnaturally but I look at most ceilings I think but maybe that's just me it, it, I'll accept that as a premise of the fiction <laughs> like I'll accept it as a premise of reality really but yeah it's yeah, uh, especially fair. in the fiction um, remember always so check your back
0: always check your back
2: seat and always look up so, so Spider-Man goes out uh, it is explained to him that his spider sense lets him sense where Iron Cross is Jeez. Yeah. Strange. Um. Yeah. He's he. <laughs> it's really funny because he's like, "I sense Iron Cross is 500 kilometers to the north," and I'm like, "Well, that's specific." Okay. Yeah. That's. Hmm.
0: <laughs> that seems interesting, but how? How you know? Spider sense.
2: Have you considered calling the cops if you have that much information? <laughs> no, I gotta go do it myself. <laughs> um. Uh. I. I was curious. Um. Since this is this isn't too long after the first uh Common uh, Rider show, uh did you the I the Iron Cross seemed like a pretty obvious reference to Nazis to me, right? Yes. Like Yeah, yeah no, it, okay. it is
0: definitely a reference to Nazis.
2: Okay. Yeah. As far as we have seen, these characters are not explicitly related to Nazis in any way
0: in Common Rider at least. The enemies are literally descendants of Nazis.
2: Yeah, yeah, like Shocker from the first Common Rider show, like they're in the plot are what? Explicitly escaped Nazi, Nazi, Nazi scientists. Yeah,
0: they're explicitly like escaped Nazi scientists.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like they've literally got some Hellboy like the Nazis Nazi scientists escaped World War 2 and have been fucking up stuff with magic for and technology for the 20th century.
0: Yep.
2: Indeed. Like uh These guys are not explicitly that, but they, I mean, the name makes a pretty obvious reference to that in my mind. Yeah, they're basically
1: that, just from states. Just from space.
2: Yeah, so they're space Nazis.
0: (laughs) Oh boy, space Nazis.
1: Okay, so... Also weirdly a thing you do in New Wolfenstein as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you go to the, well, they're not, they're less space Nazis and more they're just moon Nazis.
1: Well, don't you go to Mars?
0: Do you? In, yeah. if, unless it's in two, because I yeah, it's in, in two. Okay, yeah, I haven't played enough of two then, because oh, yeah. I know that in one you go to the moon and you fight moon Nazis.
1: Yeah, man, fucking new Wolfenstein owns.
0: It really does. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, it. so
2: so Spider Man knows where Iron Cross is. From there, we cut over to I, th- I think what is going on is that Iron Cross is kidnapping a nuclear physicist who we did not previously... This is our first time seeing this character, from my understanding. Yes. Um, we do see some other characters talking about it that I think are the newspaper reporter lady that we met earlier. Uh, it goes by really quick, though, so it's kind of hard to uh, make out. Um, but yeah, like, they've got this guy in a car, they're driving him to the Iron Cross base, uh, Spider-Man climbs up a dam, uh, and breaks into the base, and... Uh, he's kind of
1: stealthy for a little while But then he just starts beating dudes up Yeah, And then he drops down Talks about how he's The
0: He is the emissary yeah, from
1: hell The emissary yes. from hell
2: An extremely badass introduction <laughs>
0: He's just sitting there I am the emissary from hell And he's fucking posing It feels like the most chuny shit ever
2: I mean the the famous one of he does where he like holds a hand up but toward like kind of to his side and behind him and has his other hand pointing forward that's like the most classical kabuki pose
0: yeah it does seem like a lot whenever
2: you see a statue of like a guy in kabuki makeup there's a 5050 chance he's gonna be doing that
0: it does seem like a lot of the suit actor what they did for like the suit actor direction is very kabuki
2: uh, yeah, um, okay, I could be off on this, because my understanding of this is, like, only, it was full of holes, I'm sure, but I'm pretty sure these are references to people playing the character uh, Goemon, because uh, he's often depicted posing like that, okay, and yeah, he's I like can... a, yeah, he's like a, a roguish, uh, he's like a roguish hero type character totally in Japanese Kabuki that, yeah. plays often. Okay, so Spider-Man saves this guy, this scientist dude who was tied to a chair, he unties him from the chair, and just kind of pushes him out of the scene, and I guess that guy's fine now.
1: Yeah, he's saved.
2: <laughs> uh, don't need to worry about that anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Then, uh, So
2: now we need to talk about the bit where the mooks are running across the bridge, and they keep flipping backwards with slide whistle noises. <laughs> Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, it is incredibly funny.
1: Yes, it is. I agree with this. Good. Uh,
2: I am unclear why they are backflipping when they are trying to run forward. The backflipping's faster. Uh, also, they're just kind of wearing gray bodysuits, and it looks like they have, like, pigeon beaks on the front of their masks or something. Yeah. Uh, they're they're not like well defined mooks. They they look kind of, in I don't know, they they don't really stand out to me in the in the pantheon of mook monsters. That's
1: fair, I suppose.
2: Also, I don't know if they're monsters or people that are working for for the professor monster. They
0: they 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 are putties, and that's all you gotta care about. Yeah. yeah.
2: Don't don't think about it too much. Um. Yeah, there's a bit where Spider-Man, like, flips some dudes over and it also makes the slide whistle noise. They use the slide whistle noise as, like, an action beat in this first episode a lot. Uh, It's something. Slide whistles are good. I I guess slide whistle meant something different in TV Foley in Japan in the 70s than it does in America. I mean, maybe it was meant to be funny. I mean, yeah, it's probably meant to be funny to a degree. And it is, so, you know. So it worked out. Um okay, lady, uh then we see the lady lieutenant person, she's standing on a nearby cliff, she's like, Go get a monster guy, and she puts a toy down on the ground and it turns into a giant dinosaur. Yep. The the dinosaur is also made out of has like metal parts. Uh he's got like a scythe for one arm. Yeah, it's it's dope as hell. <laughs> it's pretty great um spider-man tries to shoot spider strings and like pull him and fight him in his normal size uh there's a hilarious scene where the guy where the monster like takes the spider string and just flings spider-man into a mountain and he turns and is very obviously an action figure for a second yeah it's (laughs) very good
0: since some of this early like oh no it it reminded me of like thunderbirds stuff Yeah. yeah yeah it's good
2: Man, I should watch uh, more Thunderbirds. That's I mean, a fun to show. it's sort of covered up by the fact like there's a level of unreality in this giant mecha tyrannosaurus flinging a tiny spider man into the side of a mountain. Like, what would that look like in reality? It's an unrealistic situation. So, yeah, it's, you know.
0: there there is a level of the show being like, yes, this is silly, but just 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 roll with it. It's fine.
1: Yeah, just
2: yeah. go with it. Just go. With it. So. So after getting flinged into the side of the mountain, he's like, uh, fuck this. He calls in his spaceships and shoots missiles at everybody.
1: Yeah, he calls in Marveler, (laughs) which is a car that's also a spaceship that turns into a robot with the big I don't know if
2: the car has a different name than the spaceship. Oh,
1: sorry. The car is the Spider Machine GP7.
2: Okay. The Spider Machine GP7, and it goes into the spaceship, which is called Marveler. And Marveler could change into Leopardon.
1: It's a real nesting doll situation. <laughs> yes,
0: it is. It is very obviously like, "Hey kids, hey, 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 kids! There are three toys you can buy."
2: That's true. Uh, buy the
0: toys, children.
2: Now, a lot of the, a, a lot of the rest of this has been very un-Spider-Man like but probably the most unspider man like moment in the, the episode for me is the bit where he jumps into a flying car and says, FIRE MISSILES! And, like, there's just a bunch of fucking, like, homing missiles just come along and blow up everyone he was just in a fistfight with. It's
0: kind of nuts how, like, directly lethal Spider-Man goes.
2: Yes. Uh, he is not kidding when he says he is an emissary from hell. He is here to literally kill these guys. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no,
0: I'm not a superhero. I'm an emissary from hell. You're going to die. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. He's not here to play around.
1: He's here to shoot you with homing missiles, apparently. <laughs> and the robot has the best finishing move, just period, where it just pulls out its sword and just throws the sword at the monster. <laughs>
0: it's a good one. Chucking your sword at an enemy is a great finishing move.
1: Uh, I- see, part of me is just, like,
2: wondering, okay, the suit is clearly pretty hard to move around in, was it so hard to move around in that the guy could not convincingly walk up and hit the other stunt actor with I, a sword? I really <laughs> hope that's the reason because throwing the sword's so good. <laughs> that I, might be the actual reason why they just have him throw it and then it like hits the guy and blows up.
0: I would not be amazed if that's what it was.
2: Uh, he tries throwing his little tiara, his little spaceship tiara thingy at the guy first, and that's deflected by his armored shell. So ah, yes. That's an
1: option, too. If the arc turned.
2: Um, so, yeah, that all happens. He blows up the monster, and, uh... Oh, I love how it immediately cuts from the monster blowing up to uh, Professor Monster being like, "I'm you, Spider-Man! Yeah, it's, uh... I don't
0: know. It, it is this is it, it there's there is a level of camp th- to this that I'm really enjoying. The same. It's just it does not it does not feel like they took it seriously, but not in like a oh they didn't care about it, but it's just like no, they realize that superheroes are an inherently silly thing and are perfectly fine with deal- going with that.
2: Yeah, um yeah, I definitely think you're right. Yeah, Because, yeah, like, this is a fairly high-end production. Like, there's a lot of prop work. I mean, we're kind of joking about the budget and some of the costumes, well, but, like, it... clearly a lot of work was put into this stuff.
0: Yeah, we, we joke about the budget, but it's coming from it from the point of we live in 2022 with CG everything now. And they were doing, they're doing a pretty good job with just practical effects.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and this was on. This was a weekly show on a TV budget, so it's not like, I mean, it doesn't look as good as like Godzilla, but you know that those movies had probably many times the budget to work with. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Spider Man drives off in his car and is like, uh, "I am going to kill all of the Iron Cross guys as long as I live."
1: <laughs> yeah, we get like the outro that kind of like sets up the main premise of the show. We're like, join us every week where Spider-Man will take on more of the Iron Cross.
0: Where Spider-Man yep. is going to go around and fucking kill people.
2: <laughs> uh, and I, I love how it cuts from, I will fight Iron Cross as long as I live, going to fucking kill some space Nazis, and then cuts into the mellowest, smoothest outro music God, ever. This outro
0: music is just, it is a vibe that I can get behind, because like, no, man relax i know you've been killing nazis but now it's time to
2: relax i mean it it starts with some whistling and it seems like it's going to be like a sergio Leone, man with no name type like whistling along with some orchestral accompaniment or something but then this crooner guy comes in to accompany the whistling and he's got the smoothest voice he's
0: just it's it is silly
2: shit Mm. (laughs) it's really wonderful and the guy is sing- he's singing in an incredibly smooth voice, but he is singing from the perspective of Spider-Man too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, the implication that Spider-Man emissary from hell, killer of space Nazis, has the smoothest croon you've ever heard is inherently funny to me. Uh,
2: and I am very sad that I have never seen anyone just sing the song in one of those many, many, many. Uh, karaoke scenes in anime I have seen. Yeah. Because this would be such a good. This is such a good karaoke song. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, also, I we never talked about the episode title for this, and all of the episode titles are great, and it would be a disservice if we did not read them. This true. one is The Time of Revenge Has Come Beat Down Iron Cross Group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, yeah, no. Kill Nazis. <laughs> Hey, kids, you know Fuck, what's great? Yeah. Killing fucking Nazis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Ain't got time for no Law & Order shit. We, they're monsters, and we need to, emissary from hell, murder them.
0: I Watching Law... This is, this is a weird tangent, but it made me remind... It reminded me of it. Watching Law & Order is some of the weirdest shit sometimes, because they frame some of the criminals using their, like, constitutionally allowed things, like... Asking for a lawyer or Discarding illegal search Information as the worst Thing how dare They it is It is such a whiplash sometimes
2: (sighs) Fucking tell me about Yeah My My mom like watched Fucking she religiously watched Every episode of Law and Order SVU Like that was all that was on our TV For the longest time and like I have real weird feelings about that show Cause like I know A lot of women don't get justice for sex-based crimes, and sure, it's nice to see. I'm sure there's a bit of catharsis that you could get out of a show that's primarily about getting emotional revenge against against that sort of thing. But also, that show's really pro-police brutality, (laughs) and that's super fucked up.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of it that's like, no, it's good that the cops don't follow the rules, and it's like, um... No. (laughs) Cops have to follow the rules the most.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's no, really they're... fucked up.
0: It's like, maybe don't, maybe. Mm. No, I'm of not, course, I'm, that I'm...
2: does lead to the interesting bit of where, like, the main male cop from that, who does all the police brutality, uh, was later cast as the lead in the Netflix's version of Happy. And that is an insane, like, seeing that character in the lead in Happy is just crazy, in, uh, in case you know what the premise of Happy is.
1: The actor Chris is referring to, Christopher Maloney, is actually a wonderful performer who has played a lot of roles in and around the Law & Order universe, being
2: Detective Stabler. But also, he was the lead on the Grant
1: Morrison-penned Happy, and was also wonderful as one of the most chilling villains on HBO's Oz back in the day. You can also see him in some stage productions and here and there around now that he is no longer stabler on a weekly basis, even if NBC did just try to give him a prestige drama solely for the character this past year. Unsure of how that went, but he he knows how to sell a role. He's an excellent actor, he's just in some abhorrent properties.
0: I do not, because you said happy and my brain went, oh right, precious. And I'm like, no, wait, no, that's no, that's that's an entirely different thing.
2: Okay, how do I explain the premise of Happy? Okay, the premise of Happy is basically... Okay, the main character of Sin City is go- okay. walking along one day. Okay. The main character... The world is Sin City, everything is horrible, this is just the rattiest, grimiest place, no, no redeeming value in this world, and the main character is not a good person in it, he's just another scumbag in the scumbag world. Okay. He after he gets in a firefight, he wakes up, and a talking blue, cartoon unicorn is talking to him and is telling him that he needs to come save a kid. He needs to come save his daughter, and she. This is his. This is the imaginary friend of his daughter trying to get him to come save her. That's from. mm. Okay, that's.
0: That's actually a really good premise. (laughs) That's... It is a really...
2: Well, it's it's a Graham Morrison comic, so of course... It's okay,
0: a good that that explains a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it's literally about him saving the wonder of childhood from the grimmest dark thing possible. Okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Like, it's kind of... And it's, like, just this weird little bit of... To see the police brutality character from Law & Order SVU cast in that role is just... That, that is real out there.
0: <laughs> that's a bit of a whiplash.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Happy's interesting if you can put up with uh, that sort of thing. All right. Um, did we have anything else you wanted to say about Spider-Man? Uh, it's wild. Yeah, if you've never seen it before, um, is there a legal way to watch this still? uh no. That's sad. Marvel, like, had this up-subbed on their website for a long-ass time. Yeah, that that is no longer there at this point. Why is this not on Disney Plus? Why can you not just watch this on Disney
1: Plus? That's a very good question. What the fuck?
0: Probably because of a lot of stupid bullshit. I mean,
2: the answer is Toei. Um, the yeah, is there are two... Toe-ay extremely large companies that are very dominant in their media spheres and they probably don't want to make an agreement about letting someone else make money. So you don't get to watch this fun show probably. So
0: we're not saying that you should pirate, but
1: hey you know,
0: if there's no other way maybe acquire it however you can. <laughs>
2: uh, I would recommend watching it. You like... If you're you're gonna be doing yourself a favor just for expanding your knowledge of film techniques from seeing the editing style used in this show. On top of every other amazing thing you're going to experience when you watch Toei Spider Man.
0: It's also just a fun show so far.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um and it's just an important part of Tokusatsu history. Yeah. yeah. It's just
1: it kicks ass. It's great. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, but next time we'll be back with probably some decade we have some decade we gotta watch boys yep. we gotta get oh, man
0: we gotta prepare for our next series
1: we get to go from card games to more card games
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i was trying i like i couldn't think of what like what you would call a standard deck of playing cards that isn't just saying a standard deck of playing cards.
2: We're back at the card game channel. We broadcast card games all the time. I can't believe we're actually showing this on TV folks.
0: Children's card game.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. We're <sighs> a podcast on the internet at journey through com, where you can leave links or there are links. You can't leave links. Uh, that, that would be something that I would do. Um, there are links to all of the podcatchers and this and that, all that fun stuff. Feel uh, free
2: to drop us an email at journeythroughthedeckacast.com if you would like. Yeah, you can
1: drop us an email. Um,
2: d- did Follow I- us on Twitter at Worm. I'm Wormeth Y yeah. if you would like to find me.
1: Um, at some point, I did I did update the art for the podcast. I don't know if I ever got to state that on air that I did that, but I did. I have now seen it. Yes, it does look nice.
2: Yes, thanks. we have
0: the, the, the helmets that we agreed upon, but now I'm like, eh, I kind of wanted some. I may want, I want some other than Ghost, but I'm like, no, actually, this is
2: fine. Ghost is so cool, though.
0: It is! I love his <gasps> outfit!
2: It's so it's great.
1: Yeah, so thanks to a friend of the show, John, who did that a forever ago.
2: He uses icons to transform. It's so good.
1: Cool uh, eyeballs. There's all that. We'll be next week with some Decade. We talked about that. I don't got anything else. Anybody else got anything else?
0: Nah, not really.
1: Nope.
2: I'm your emissary from Heck, signing off for the night. night, Uh, Do
1: your best to remain positive in uh, the the world. The
0: hell that is this world.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Support Ukraine and
2: trans rights. Yeah. uh,
0: as, As dark as the world may seem, remember, we are getting better. Slowly, but it is getting better.